Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Sandy Max is here, back from vacation. Greg Matzik is at the ballpark today. Debbie Lazica is here, and Adam Roberts is producing the show. Welcome back. It's good to have you back in that chair. It is good to be back. It was very, very good, though, to get a break and a change yeah. of scenery and explore a country I hadn't been in before. Spain. You were in Spain. Yes. Spent time Wonderful in place. Madrid and Barcelona and uh-huh. uh, went to the Surferama Music Festival in Valencia. Oh, fun. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So tell us about Madrid. You spent some considerable time walking around Madrid. It's a very walkable city, and I found uh, interesting comparisons to Wisconsin that I didn't exactly expect, including sports. Yeah. You know, you walk downtown Milwaukee. Oh, here's Pfizer Forum. Oh, look, here's the arena. Uh-huh. You're in Green Bay. There's Lambeau Field. And we saw in England when the Packers played at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. There's a stadium right there in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So I'm strolling in Madrid. I'm on the northwest side of town uh-huh. where Debbie Lazga used to live, called Shaw Martin, walking about a mile. And all of a sudden, I hear construction. And you look up. There's a huge <laughs> 81,000 person stadium where Real Madrid yeah or Madrid Real yeah Real Madrid okay not the world's hugest uh English football fan but it's huge and it's like this spaceship has just landed in the neighborhood but it's very 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 normal like it's just plopped down right there in the middle of the neighborhood it's and it is I I can't it would be like if it was on Wisconsin Avenue like really it is and there's a there's a metro station right there so I misunderstood and thought that this was a brand new construction because you know what's all the mm-hmm. news that we've been hearing about talking about yep. Brewer Stadium and upkeep of that and all that right. sort of thing and the new soccer stadium that's going to be built downtown so kind of in my head they're not building it all new this Real Madrid stadium 80,000 people is being remodeled and renovated and they're doing it in such a clever way that they don't ever have to close the stadium. They the won't way, miss any games there. No. And they're including a retractable roof. And then also I remembered at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, the pitch was retractable. So these three like big pieces yeah. slide out. So yeah. that way the NFL pitch, I guess, yeah. field would be underneath. But it was just fascinating to me. That there was just construction and work and and there and I we walked by the ticket selling booth. People are standing in line buying tickets so that just the fascination of engineering of so many of the Spanish buildings, whether it was the Calatrava buildings or the Gaudi Cathedral Mm -hmm. in Barcelona, Mm -hmm. to modern day, just massive construction happening in these really big ways. Yeah, I want to travel with you because you discover all sorts of cool, cool things. I mean, you're walking all the time and you discover this (laughs) Reconstruction, this incredible stadium yeah. right there in the middle of Madrid, which is a great city. Another great city you're going to is London. Oh, yes. And it's not just London. You've got a great <laughs> trip coming up this fall. Yeah, it's called The Beatles and More, an England adventure. That will be the next time I'm going to use my passport, oh, so I'll be cool. rare to go. But yeah, it's a fun trip. I get to uh, take a group of WTMJ fans to see some highlights of London that The Beatles are at, but also like some really historic things yeah. like Westminster Abbey, do oh, official that's tour. Cool. Then, of course, I walk across Abbey Road, and then we'll go to Liverpool and see some of the Fab Four's famous sites there in their hometown. Well, you see the famous place they did their music? What was it? The Tavern? The Cavern? Oh, uh, the, the Cavern Club. Yeah. It's, yes, that's a little stretch right there. And Very cool. Oh, yeah. You got to do the authentic Yeah, stuff. I'd love to do that. Yeah, and then tour Windsor Castle, which has been the hubbub yep. for the coronation this past yep. month. 
And then we're also going to go to Stroll Oxford, the university there. We're going to see Stonehenge. Oh, that's The ultimate prehistoric. I feel like we should yeah. frolic around the large Stonehenge. And that's but, outside of London a ways, right? Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. out so in the it, country. Yeah, it really, really will be an experience, not yeah. just the cities of Liverpool and London, but expand on that. But yeah, if you'd love to see it, we have the trip posted on WTMJ.com. But email me. I would love to send you the brochure. It's sandy at WTMJ.com. S-A-N-D-Y at WTMJ.com. And let me show you around. One of my favorite neighborhoods in London is right there where Borough Market is. And yeah. uh, we can taste our way through that. Sip some sip some uh, pints at oh, some that pubs. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll do it right. Uh, there's still room. People have signed up. There are already people signed up to go, but there is room for you. Sandy at WTMJ.com. She'll send you the brochure. Sandy at WTMJ.com. All the information you need is in there. They are beautiful brochures. Maybe if they let us both go at the same time, I'll come with you. That Let's would be travel so together. Fun. It would be. It is 514 at WTMJ. Not the happiest story, but it is what it is. Facts and news. The U.S. is, quote, falling behind other top nations as life expectancy here nosedives. That's the headline from the New York Post. This story is posted everywhere, though. I just I read this morning, early this morning, a version of this in the Wall Street Journal. So there was a time when Americans enjoyed a longer life expectancy than people almost anywhere else in the world. That was in the 1930s. And the 1940s, we were doing pretty good. But since the 1950s, U.S. life expectancy has continued to drop since the 1950s. In fact, listen to these nations that have Longer life expectancy than the United States. Albania, Lebanon, Cuba. So it's not all the nations you expect. It's not all the Mediterranean nations or Japan. Those are certainly ahead of us. But some third world nations have longer life expectancies than we do in the United States. The average life expectancy in the U.S. is now just under 77 years. That's nine years better than 1950. But it continues to slide. By comparison, in Japan, a citizen can expect to live 85 years. That's eight years longer than in the United States. What do they attribute this to? It's interesting because they say diet's a factor, but they say these are the top things that attribute to us having a lower life expectancy. Higher instances of drug abuse, the opioid epidemic... Traffic accidents here kill more people. Lack of health care in rural areas and gun violence here kills more than other Mm. places. So that raises a very interesting question. I couldn't find any concrete data on this. But if you stripped out those things, if you don't die from drug abuse, a traffic accident, getting shot to death, is our... (laughs) You're a little ray of sunshine. (laughs) Isn't our life expectancy maybe similar to places that don't have gun violence? So if you can manage to dodge, you know, the gunshots and the traffic accidents... You know, what I'm, you know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah, getting at? I, I mean, our numbers are so much worse because, unfortunately, we have the opioid epidemic. Yeah. We have mass shootings. Mm-hmm. So if you strip those things out, like if you were to live in, I don't know, Bozeman, Montana, where these incidents are less likely, do you live longer? I couldn't find anything on that, but it's amazing when you think of Japan, they live eight years longer on average. Eight years. That's a long time. I would say, John, that our life expectancy would likely go up 
more than any other country, but I would also imagine that other countries' life expectancy would go up a little bit, right? Because some of that stuff exists, maybe not as much of the gun violence, but some of that stuff exists in other countries, just not as much as it does in the United States. So I think we probably get the biggest boost out of that. I would agree if you strip that out. Now, of course, you can't because people are dying from those things here. But you know what I mean? If you if if you if you aren't susceptible to that or that doesn't impact you, maybe the number is better. Like, man, I expect to live to be longer than 77. That's not very old. But then in Milwaukee, we had a one year old that got killed. Well, what does that do to the life expectancy of someone who lives in Milwaukee? If you're one year old and you get shot. Yeah, statistically, certainly. Um, I am on a USA Today article, and just based on your what you're talking about, Montana, some U.S. states are worse than others. Yeah. So it does seem like that there has been some breakdown of of different regions. Like New York State had the largest drop. The life expectancy for New Yorkers dropped from an average of almost 81 years mm-hmm. just four years ago to 77 years. I mean, it has really dropped. And there they attribute it to, in large part, gun violence Good Lord. and lack of affordable health care. But that's amazing in a few years. And this is before they got the crazy wildfire smoke, which isn't going to be Sure, the inhal- inhalation, yeah. Um, but just uh, I, crazy the, stuff to I would think say about. The, the Asian nations tended to do well, and I think we always attributed it to their healthy, like, fresh fish and, yes. and rice. Yes. yes, right, the Mediterranean diet, mm-hmm. which definitely helps. Um, switching gears, the U.S. Postal Service has released their dog bite national rankings. <laughs> Which, luckily, dogs aren't, dog bites don't tend to be fatal. <laughs> More sunshine. Why does the Postal Service do this every year? <laughs> this is, feels this so is the sunny sky segment of the show today. <laughs> so more than 5,300 Postal Service employees were attacked by dogs while delivering the mail last year. 5,300. So 5,300 were attacked. Is that a lot? That's a good question. I it to me it, to be honest with you it doesn't feel like a lot when every single house in America has mail delivered, but maybe these numbers will give you a different perspective. So the states with the most dog bites are California, Texas, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Now those are also the states with the most population. So that <laughs> it's makes a numbers sense, game, right? John. It's a numbers right. game. California, Texas, New York, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. What about cities? So the cities with the most dog bites. Milwaukee ranks 14th. To give you perspective, we're about the 33rd biggest city. So we outperform when it comes to getting attacked by dogs. Yeah. All right. This is also one of those criteria. Is this strangers getting bitten by dogs or owners getting bitten by dogs? No, this is the mailman. Oh, this is is just the mailman. Okay. Just the mailman. Just the mailman. So these numbers could be higher if we factor those things in. For sure, they would the poor be. Poor postal just, workers. Just postal workers. For good sake. Okay, so I said in Milwaukee, we're 14th. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty bad number, right? <laughs> of all the cities in America? Yeah. But guess how many people got bit? If you are the 14th worst, how many people would you think that means roughly got bit? How many mail carriers got bit by a dog? Greg, you're good at numbers. Make a guess. 41. Okay, that's oh. reasonable. It's 22. So I say only with air quotes. Only 22 mail carriers got bitten. Now, if you're one of those 22, you're yelling at your radio. Exactly. What do you mean only? Yeah, that's <laughs> two a month, yeah. That's nearly. not even like one a county. That's not bad. Exactly. <laughs> that's like one every four counties. Yeah, thank goodness we have. Was it 72? Yeah. Good Lord. So the worst cities for 
biting mail carriers were Houston, Los Angeles, Dallas, Cleveland, and San Diego. (laughs) San Diego just has to be because they're leaving their dogs out because it's so so nice nice. outside. Yeah, exactly. A very good point. Are there cold weather cities on here? Well, Chicago is next. Chicago is sixth. Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland, Chicago. Yeah. Milwaukee up there pretty high. So there you go. It's, it's, You're welcome, I just, everybody. It's, that just, just seems like such a cartoon. Like I talked about catching a you know an old boot in New Jersey when yeah. we were talking about fishing earlier. Like just it just seems like such an old nineteen fifties cartoon stereotype that the dog is going to chase the mail carrier. Yeah. And mm-hmm. nip him right in the Now like where I get my mail delivered, the, the guy doesn't get out of his truck. Sure. You know, he drives up and puts it in the mailbox mm-hmm. and drives on. But in the city of Milwaukee, they're walking around. Yikes. <laughs> And I don't even, just don't put bacon in your pockets. <laughs> in You're welcome. One. There's your helpful hints for the that's day. Right. What does a mail carrier never carry? Bacon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wisconsin's afternoon news on WTMJ. All afternoon we've been talking about those dangerous air conditions in New York City. It's unbelievable. Reporters standing not far from skyscrapers, and you can only see halfway up. It looks like they're in the middle of a cloud, but it's a dangerous cloud. Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky is with us. Yep. Uh, Niz, give us some perspective on how, how dangerous that air quality can be. It's definitely thicker than what we were dealing with just a couple days ago and even our first round of this uh, a few weeks ago. Um, now, again, the big thing here is it's one thing to have that smoke high up in the clouds and you just kind of see it and it just kind of gets rid of our blue sky and you get a cool sunset. It's when it works down towards the surface and when it's as thick as it is, that's when it becomes dangerous and the air quality is beyond poor right now in new york city it's hazardous they're saying absolutely yeah totally um and obviously new york city is a place where the air quality can be poor without the smoke um unfortunately but um yeah it's it's bad um now i am one of those people who always say like like of course it's the east coast we're gonna hear about it they're gonna ramp it up they're gonna (laughs) make it a bigger deal than it is Sure, I'm sure we're hearing about it and seeing it more than if, you know, the smoke was in Kansas City. But it is definitely justified and and those images aren't doctored by any by any means. Yeah, I mean, literally the way they categorize it is it's a scale with six different levels and it's at the absolute yep. highest level in parts of the biggest city in America and they've canceled the yeah. Yankees game and it's just uh, I it, it's it's eerie looking. It, it sure is. Um, I mean, the, the, there are there are measurements of this stuff, and and the measurements right now are sky high for poor air quality. I, I, at last check, and it's been this way since yesterday. New York City has the worst air quality on Earth right now. Mm. Um, wow. No matter where you are on Earth, on any city that has a recording of air quality, it is New York City uh, right now. So um, yeah, it's it's creepy to look at. Um, it's dangerous, especially for those people out there. If you got asthma, you know, you got respiratory illnesses. It, it's it's not nice. I mean, it's definitely poor poor quality out there. And as I flew out of JFK yesterday on my way back to Milwaukee, and it was fascinating. Oh, wow. Yeah, to be when we landed around five thirty in the evening. Well, actually, we landed more earlier in the afternoon. But anyway, when we landed in the afternoon, I was looking out the window, and I'm like, well, that's not rain, and it's not fog. I couldn't quite figure out, you know, like what the haze was. And it it had an orangish tinge. And then uh, all this smoke delayed 
the takeoffs. So we were in line wow. on the tarmac for about an hour behind 30 other planes. But once we got above the clouds, Niz, it was still, you could see the sure. orange smoke over the clouds. And then that bright orange, That's reddish wild. orange sun. Yeah, it was, I, I've never seen anything like it. And once we started flying up into the clouds, I could smell the bonfire smell inside the plane. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it yeah, was. That's, that's crazy. Crazy. It was sobering. It was, you know, it was it, kind of nothing to mess with. And I'm sure right now, um, even walking around in New York City, I mean, for how thick the stuff is, I mean, I'm sure they probably can smell it too uh, at times. Uh, there's some others. I hate to be funny. There's some other smells in New York City, uh, you know, <laughs> Niz, don't worry. down an alley. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, John had his daughter Amy on just a couple of yeah, uh, from just, New York City. Yeah, yeah, about an hour ago. And yeah. he made those jokes with her about the exactly. stink and the funk in this the This is kind of better than the normal stink in New York City. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, but, good. John, John's I'm glad daughter, we're all on par with yeah, that one. Yeah. John's <laughs> daughter Amy, though, is wearing a KN95 mask. And my friend Nancy told me that she and her boyfriend are outside and they're wearing their masks that they still had left over from pandemic time. Yeah, I mean, especially anybody out there, I, I would advise, you know, taking, you know, measures, especially if there's respiratory illness, but even perfectly healthy people. I mean, like walking around, um, I, I wouldn't be running a lot with air quality this bad yeah. like the other day we were in like the yellow and orange zone like they're like in like way off the chart zone right Ooh. now so it's uh it's not good um hopefully for them i'm looking at some of the modeling uh by the weekend it improves but i think they're going to be dealing with this uh it's probably the worst right now yeah uh, but they they're going to be dealing with noticeable amounts of smoke at least through the end of the work week all right niz quickly uh walk us through our forecast all right, here's your forecast for tonight. Mainly clear skies, low temperature, 53. Hey, open up the windows. That sounds good. Sunny skies for us tomorrow. Still maybe a little haze for us. 70 for a high. If you're right along the lake, you're going to be stuck in the 60s. Inland spots are going to be well into the 70s. Friday sunny, a high of 75. Inland could get up to around 80. Saturday partly cloudy. I think we're dry now during the day on Saturday. High temperature of 82. Chance of showers, though, Saturday night and into Sunday now. High temperature of 67 only on Sunday. And then Monday, chance of showers in 68 degrees. So kind of up and down with the temperatures. Hopefully we get some needed rain this weekend, and hopefully it falls overnight and doesn't hamper anybody. Plans. Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky. Thanks, Niz. All right. See you guys later.